I promised everybody a big dick. <laughs> and I have him right behind me. It is. That's a huge dick. Um, how tall is that thing? And where the hell did you get that? <laughs> I have the, I got it at, uh, at a, a Halloween store that was uh, closing up shop for the season. Discounted. Uh, there was a few of these uh, big suckers left. And... Uh, it's motion activated. It's it's got sound, and let's give a little demonstration before we start oh, our let's go for it. our little best and worst of. Look at that. He's breathing heavy. He's breathing. Little little music it, there. Yeah, and it's probably not the first time there's been breathing like that in that room. It's got a little. I feel a bit on my back. <laughs> all right. Let me stop him. Let me take a break. Because he's going to be doing this all fucking day. And we're not going to have a distraction. So let me stop him for a moment. Okay. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, folks. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to. I have to unzip his pants in order to get to the switch. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Frank and Darren here again. And we're doing the best and worst of the return of the living dead. So, Return of the Living Dead, you and I are huge fans. We talked about yes. it on our podcast uh, before we started the YouTube channel, and you and I just kept on having to go on and on about it, and we had we have fun with it. It's it's one of the yeah. best zombie movies in history. I think so, and and you know I had to listen to that podcast today, and we really we really knuckled down on that podcast and researched it. It was uh, it was good fun. You should check it out, folks. I shall. Put, it's an audio podcast, um, but I think I've, I've uploaded it to the YouTube channel. But it's it's great fun. It's uh, I was surprised at how good we were on it. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's fuck it all up now by doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's really get let's let's really get pretty pretty terrible with this now. Um, okay, so your best character of this movie oh, straight away. Bert is my favorite character. Um, <laughs> clue, <he's>, clue. <laughs> clue, 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 however you pronounce his name, clue, Gallagher, Gallagher, whatever he's called. Um, Goggles. He's still around now. He's in his 90s. <sighs> still, uh, I mean, he was, he was fairly old when he did this. This film's, what, 30, I guess, 36, 37 years old? Is it? Christ, it is. Yeah, 36. Wow. I remember this coming out. I'd never never heard of it at all. I just saw the VHS box, the Vestron video box in the, in, in the shop, and um, I grabbed it. I just I, I loved the artwork, and I grabbed it, took it home. I, I put it on with my dad there, and at first I was a little wary because there was, I mean, you know, I'm talking about 11, 12 years old or something, mm -hmm. and the language was a little bit kind of fruity for a 12-year-old boy. 
Hey, fuck you, ball buster. Uh, and then when Trash started to do her stuff, um, <laughs> I was like, oh man, what have I rented here? <laughs> Straight faces all in the living room. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those things, like my dad sat in the chair and, and, I, and he's got his arm on, on, the, on, the, on the armrest <laughs> like that. Got to hit the pause button in and, a minute. And, and, you know, she's stripping off and I can see if my, my dad, I can hear that he's, he's watching me to see how I'm rea- reacting because I could just hear him going, with a stubble huh just looking at you (laughs) but no Bert is my um, I mean all the characters are great in this I mean I really struggled to find a worse character in this but Bert Klugaluga uh, the moment he comes into it there's a kind of he has a real commanding presence. Dude, he's a kind of alpha male. He's, but he's also he's got a softer side to him as well. He's almost like a kind of, to me, he was like a sort of granddad figure mm-hmm. um, when when I first saw this film. And you know, it's nice to see a, a movie um, where older characters are kind of front and center. So obviously, you have Bert, you have Ernie, you have. Um, um, uh, James Karen's character, um, Frank, his name, Frank, um, and they're all kind of, you know, I guess uh, plus fifty, um, and it's not something you see too much of. Do you know what I mean? Lead characters in movies are usually sort of twenty, between twenty and forty, or something like that. But in this, you had a really kind of senior cast that that, mm-hmm. that was strong, um, and and so, so yeah, so Bert was always my um, favorite character within this, and has some of the. Has some of the best lines in the film as well. So, um, yeah. Uh. Burr for me would be like my uncle that would say, you know, all right, I got you a beer. All right, just don't tell anybody I got it for you. Like, and you're underage. And then (laughs) he would say, oh, shit, your parents are coming home? All right, we got to drink it all now. Exactly. There was something really warm about that character yeah. of Bert. It was even when you know, even when the they, the you need a medical supplies place is going kind of tits up, and he comes around to help sort it out. There's still something that's really calm, understanding, and level-headed about him when everything starts to go really wrong, um, and there's panic setting in everywhere. He always seems to kind of remain calm amongst it all. What are we um, gonna do? I even go to jail. That's what. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Well, if we get rid of the bodies and, you know, we keep our mouth shut, maybe this will all go away. <laughs> Great stuff. So what about your best character? All right. My best character is probably second only to Bub in zombie history, and that's the Tar Man. The Tar There's Man. No, there is no other zombie that I could think of. Besides Bub and maybe the the first zombie from uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original, that would actually come close to this zombie. I mean, this zombie, you know, Tar Man, he's on lunchboxes, he's on T-shirts, <laughs> and I think he even started the the term brains. Yeah, I think he yeah. he's the first one that actually said that. And he goes brains, and then when suicide hits him with that paint can. You know, he goes, ah, more brains. You know, he was just so happy. Uh, but for me, pal, uh, you know, played by Alan Troutman. You know, he, he uh, was terrific. And because, oh, you know, he's the, so lengthy, the, the, right? Because he's all. Yeah. You know, and he, the build of him, he was so skinny and painfully thin. He's like a Doug Jones. He was. He was. But it meant that they could kind of 
They could build on those rib cages and those kind of shoulder blades that you see on the back and everything. Just absolutely nails it, doesn't he? One of the uh, the best zombies. I think I said this in the podcast, but one of the best zombies ever put to um, to camera for sure. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's where all the money went. Besides, yeah. you know, just putting like fried chicken skin on their faces. <laughs> it's like keep him in the background and firing their first special effects artist because he did a, such a shit job. But <laughs> yeah, and he's just dripping as well. You can tell that this thing just stinks. And it's just dripping, and he's kind of, you know, his kind of muscles have gone so rotten and lame over the years that he's kind of really struggling to sort of stand up straight. And yeah, everything about it is just so kind of, it's just it, honestly, like I said, nailed. It, it, it's perfect. It really but is. But you remember the behind the scenes photos is him sitting in the chair having a cup of coffee <laughs> waiting for his next you know cue to come on on set it's yeah, yeah. hilarious yeah. uh your worst character not too many it's hard it, it is and i guess my worst character would have to be and i had to think long and hard about this because there isn't really a a, a, a bad character there's one that's annoying and, and that's probably tina freddie's girlfriend mm-hmm. um she just kind of whinges away through this movie she's she's the eye candy for the for the movie but she's also she also kind of you know sort of witters her way through it and and that's the only reason why i've given her a, a, a I, I i guess i can't call her the worst character i guess i would call her the the um, my least favorite because oh, yeah, she's not. I, it's not a bad character at all. It's just. It's just. I could see why why you would say that. You know, but you know, for me, I think the worst character is probably Colonel Glover. Hello, dear. How was your day? Usual crap. Uh, really? Because yeah, because he's just in. If we just instead of him showing up in the beginning, and and saying you know, you know what are we having for dinner? And his wife says your favorite lamb chops. And he goes, I had them for lunch. Like, he's always depressed and everything. <laughs> if we cut that scene out and just maybe added him at the end where he's waking up with his wife and they're ca- they, they finally get that call about the batch of Easter eggs yeah, that yeah. they lost. Yeah, the eggs is hatched. Yeah. I mean, that would have been fine. You know, but we only see him at the beginning and at the end. Yeah, but if we yeah. just kept him at the end, maybe that would have been okay. Uh, but there's too many I favorites. Right. I guess I guess it doesn't really need him at the start of the movie because that scene really gives you nothing at all, does it? You yeah. could have just brought him in at the end, and and that would have been fine. Um, so that's a good point, actually. There's, there's, that, that opening sequence of him at home or him returning home offers us nothing other than this kind of, you know, sarcastic, miserable husband who's getting cooked his favorite meal every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch wife, <laughs> not knowing what I want. <laughs> uh, okay, your best line. The best line I think oh. in this film is 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 Clue Gulliger, and that's the when the zombie thaws out in the in the um, in the freezer and comes running in, comes comes back to life. It's a, a kind of I guess some sort of medical supply corpse that they have mm-hmm. in there. And he comes back to life, and they're figuring out how to kill it. It's kind of chasing them around the room. The cadaver, they're taking, yeah. Yeah, they're taking their um, uh, they're taking advice from from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, he's <laughs> running around. <like> that. <laughs> he's miming. <And> they, <laughs> <laughs> they 
they're taking advice from from the movie Night of the Living Dead, which was which is to destroy the brain or Dawn of the Dead as well, which is to destroy the brain. And so they whack a pickaxe pickaxe in its head, and um, and he, and Freddy's like, hit the brain, hit the brain, and he just turns around and bites his head off and says, I hit the fucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> For me, that's that's the line that I always remember every time, right from the first time I saw it. Because I also remember my dad really laughing at that as well uh, when it happened. But yeah, it's a it's a, a great moment, and that that kind of body when it stands up with when they saw its head off, that that, that just really made me cringe. Did that at the time with his fucking hacksaw going through the neck there, and that that noise as they're cutting through the vocal cords, and it's kind of going. <laughs> he's going through <laughs> yeah it's disgusting horrible and it starts running around naked and they, they you know they, they've had to perfectly frame it so that bits aren't on show and yeah it's it's, it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that that scene right after that is actually my best line coming from coming from uh, Bert and Frank when they get the hacksaw and he's like what are you gonna do and you hear Frank going ow ow and then, and then Bert goes, "Be a man, Frank." <laughs> and then Frank's reply was, "Is is uh, <laughs> I can't take any more of this, you son of a bitch." That's be my best Frank. part. My best. That's my best line from those two interacting. Yeah, that whole that. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Frank? Have you ever seen a man's head sawn off before? <laughs> oh Christ! From the ground. <laughs> on the ground <laughs> uh, your your worst line worst Hard. line Hard. Um, and I, yeah, I struggled with this because I, the movie in my eyes is, is so good um, but I guess that the the one bit I, that kind of jars on me a little bit and because it does look a bit naff is, is the, the lady, the severed lady on the table I like the fact that her spinal cords kind of flapping around all like over the place tail. yeah and you get that kind of spinal um fluid yeah. fluid She's like happy. just kind of yeah yeah just <laughs> sort of drawing on the table as it, and it, the, the, the the zombie starts to talk and you know why do you eat people not people brains i did a whole kind of that scene there i just kind of didn't i just thought it looked a bit naff considering what the rest of the movie sort of you know how well it delivers um but yeah i mean it's a kind of minor niggle um, yeah, yeah. because on the whole the movie is terrific and and but that that particular moment kind of just jars with me a little every time i watch it the only thing that's missing from that scene is when you know because ernie's trying to figure out what's making driving these things why do you eat because he's interested because you know the dan uh <laughs> wrote him as a kind of a fleeing hiding nazi yeah, uh, yeah, is him just going like this to the areola of the of the fucking zombie as he's talking <laughs> to her? <laughs> so why do you eat people? <laughs> Jesus, Frank! <laughs> I'm being a man. <laughs> uh, my worst line is is from Ernie, and. It's because when I first saw this, and to this day, without even, I need the captions on to understand what the fuck he's saying, and that is, 
it's coming down like out there. I'm like, what the fuck did what? he just say? <laughs> is that the rain bit when he's looking out? Yeah, he's, he's looking at the, the rain. The furnace is going. And, and it causes the rain, down. the acid yeah, rain yeah, to come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's coming down like in down there. Yeah. It's coming down like in Bentruckner Soldat. What, there. what does that mean? It's German, I take it, right? It's German. Uh, sorry, ancestors, if I got it fucking wrong. Um, but <laughs> it's 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 the title is the the drunken the drunken soldier. That's the actual translation. Translation. So I don't know what it means. It's coming down like the drunken soldier out there. Like what? Just pissing fire pissing, or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. What, 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 pissing. what you, yeah, yeah if you're drunk, you, you're all full of piss. <laughs> yeah, but I would say it in that terms, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've always, I always wondered what he did say then, because he just kind of like, it's coming down like, <laughs> like, what the hell did he, for years I've never understood that, but thanks for putting that right for me, it's coming like a drunken, coming down like a drunken sailor out there. Soldier, something. Soldier. Well, it's shit. Well, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you know, and he has a picture of Ava Brown and her fucking banana on his. <laughs> and he carries a Mauser, like what? a Brumandel Mauser or something like that. Doesn't he? He's like this listen, gun that he has. Listen to the German Panzer march, you know, with his pipe. It's just like <laughs> yeah. Uh, your best kill. Best kill has to be that of Tarman when Tarman bites it. Or knock his um, fucking block off. And it, yeah, it, it, it is. It's literally that. Clue Gulliger, Bert just goes in there and goes, I'm going to knock it goddamn lock. And walks in head, with a baseball bat yeah. and just, yeah, just <laughs> knocks it flying out, flying off. First crack. Um, and it, but, and the time man's still kind of <laughs> wandering around. He screams, though, right? When his head goes, like, his, ah! <laughs> his head's a different way. Yeah, it's, it's it's superb and funny as well. Like the like most of this movie is, it's it's kind of it's a really gritty, grimy horror film, um, but also really funny throughout. The humor's mm-hmm. spot on. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, that's my favorite kill for sure. The time. My favorite kill is probably the saddest kill, uh, but it's not a kill. It's more of a suicide, and that's Frank burning Frank, himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's seen what's going on with Freddy. And he's able to get up on his own from his own little bit of human strength that he has left. Go to that crematorium, open up the door, pray to God. They say, "I hope this is uh, the end." Kisses his wedding ring because he yeah. loves his wife so much. Puts it on the little little flip switch, switch yeah, and pushes himself in, pulls himself yeah. in. He could hear him scream. Karen, James Karen had the best scream of any man. <laughs> Including in Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the end of Poltergeist, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, that's it. I know what you mean, and the music that goes along with it as well. Um, it just, it's a sad moment, because he's kind of, you know, he's, he's he's been dead for most of the movie, but he's still, you know, he's kind of, everything's still working. Um, but yeah, when he, when he decides to put himself in that uh, uh, furnace, it's... Uh, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. A, it's not even somber music. It's it's like soft rock. You hear burn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Are they playing? We built this city. You know, in the background. <laughs> like what the hell? Burn. 
Yeah, there is. There's some driving rock that's going on in the background, isn't there? Then, yeah. <laughs> uh, your worst kill. Worst kill is, um, and again, I had to think about this, and I, I'm going to go with suicide just because I don't like the way it's executed. And this Tarman <laughs> takes on suicide, and he bites suicide's head, and it's almost like a pate. <laughs> It's the top of his head. The way that it kind of breaks apart when he bites into it. It's like some sort of Brussels pate or something. And also, you know, he kind of pulls his brain out. But in order to get to the brain, you have to crack through the skull. And there's no there's no sign of that whatsoever. It just It's that initial bite when he bites down. It's mm-hmm. some terrific um, practical effects work in this movie. And I just felt that that was not one of them. It doesn't look right at all. It looks like some, you know, it looks like food that he's biting into and not, not some punk rocker's Jello. head. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's just kind of like, yeah, smushy. Um, but but that's it. I mean, and again, it's probably, I, I wouldn't call it the worst kill. I'd just call it my least favorite kill, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think it's a better term, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yourself? Mine is trashes. Uh, just really? because you'd be up for that uh, she just gets basically ganged up on and we don't see anything of it but it was a fantasy wasn't it yeah it was but i don't think by <laughs> you're right it was <laughs> uh but you know with every other injury or kill that we saw we we see aftermath you know the paramedics brains are hanging out uh, yeah yeah uh, even being eaten by a little person or somebody who's actually been you know, uh, kind of like an amputee. Uh, you know, Scuzz got his uh, brain, you know, his, his skull cracked open uh, by your by your lady in waiting. Um, but with her, there was just they just engulfed her, and we didn't. I, I like the character. I like her. Hmm. You know, I, I like her a lot. <laughs> uh, but I, I just don't. You know, but her 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 makeup afterwards. And her, you know, as, oh, she as, looks terrific. She, oh, yeah, yeah. But that that must be a prosthetic, right? They put over her mouth. To, she, she, no way, she opened yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, because there's 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 one sequence when um, there's one where she walks up to the to the to the bum and attacks the bum, I think. Yeah. Uh, but there's also that shot um, as the nukes launched, um, and she stood in the graveyard looking up at the nuke coming in. She just looks really eerie as she stood yeah. there. She's all grey with that bright red hair, and yeah, Lydia Quigley. I, you know, I know she's in a lot of horror films and that, but um, for more reasons than one, this is. I think this is her best performance. You know, she, she looks must, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, though they, they covered up a lot. Well, they they got into a right mess with that, didn't they? You know, the prosthetic that they made her for a kind of groin area um at first they they did it with her completely nude and they took it they they took the movie and and looked at it and said we can't have pubic hair on there so they took they sent her away to the director sent her away to get shaved um so they they shaved her and then it kind of looked too anatomical when they when she was doing that's not what i meant yeah no no that's (laughs) too gynecological what's going on um, Miguel liked it. <laughs> yeah. And then they finally built her this kind of, um, like a, I guess, a, ball, 
a bald merkin. If you like. <laughs> a shaved toop. Yeah, to, to just clip on, and she did the dance clip that way. It clipped on. It did something. It stuck, they stuck it on somehow, um, and and yeah, that, that's how that's how the final scene ended up with her with this thing just kind of sitting there, and she could prance around and and not offend people. But uh, every little boy, probably <laughs> including yourself, got close to that TV screen. It was just like. I can't make it out. Is that, yeah. is that it? Is that it? Is that how it looks? Is that... Yeah. Dad, I, is I, he I, completely like that? <laughs> it wasn't until years later when I saw all the kind of making ofs and the, I've got yeah. the book as well, a really cool kind of thick coffee table book on, on Return of the Living Dead. Um, and, and they explain what they did and, and the process they went through and how many times they had to shoot it. Um, but yeah, like you say, Miguel, he was there for all the different shoots of that. And uh, <laughs> I don't think he got bored at all, did he? No, no, until they fixed it up. And he was just like, nah, yeah. Kind of looks get... like, an, like a G.I. Joe now. What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Everything's smooth. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I guess you have to. <laughs> um, okay, finally, your best moment. Best moment, and I, I I struggled with this because I was trying to think of what one moment do I always look forward to in this film, and there isn't one because the whole thing is one great moment for me, from the beginning to the end. You know, from the opening scene when they tell you that the story's true, uh, through the medical supply scenes, through the through the the crematorium scenes, through the the dead rising, and. Uh, all the various little kind of set pieces that we get throughout with cops and paramedics, all the way through to, to, to key characters turning and, and eventually, you know, making this decision to call the number on these canisters uh, to get help from the military, which they say earlier on, you don't want the goddamn army swarming around here. They finally do it. And what happens? They get fucking nuked. And... I just, you know, the whole thing was just, it, initially, it, for me, it felt like a you cop out ending. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down, how the hell are you going to end it? How the hell do you stop this? You can't. And that was, it's the only way you can is to just flatten the whole place. And it recycles um, itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it comes back. Um, so, yeah, so the whole movie is one fantastic moment for me. And and it's one of my, you know, both of us are a, a big fan of comedy horrors when they work, mm-hmm. like American Werewolf. Uh, uh, and this is another one which they get that perfect blend just right. You know, um, I, I just adore it and I never tire of watching it. And it, it, every time a new version comes out of it, we say this constantly, but... You know, I think there's just about everything that they can give us out there now, you know, especially with that two-hour documentary that came along a few years mm-hmm. ago. But, yeah, I absolutely adore this film, and the best moment for me is the whole fucking film. Uh, uh, I'm glad you said that. Uh, but for me, I have to go by emotional impact when I first see this movie every time. You know what gets me? It's 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 a perfect blend of not only... The beginning of being introduced to Bert, Frank, and Freddie, and him going on like taking the and Frank taking this apprenticeship or mentoring Freddie and showing him what to do, kind of like if you would have like people we know who have regular jobs that you know they latch onto somebody, show them the ropes, 
And then when they get down, explain everything to the about the canister, and they say, "Oh no, this thing's been uh, built by the the best, the, the Army Corps of Engineers." And they hit it, and that smoke comes up and slow motion, and the perfect sound comes on. The opening credits mm. for me is the best moment because yeah. then you know yeah. shit has hit the fan yeah. at that, yeah. at this time. It's a great opening piece of music. It's called Trioxin. I can't remember the name of it now. This is it's it's Trioxin something. The the piece of music, but yes, it's just a superb opening credit. Memorable, memorable music. You put that on, people will remember that. Yeah, Uh, yeah. but yeah, that was one of the first things that struck me about it. Again, was the was the opening score, and I should have mentioned that. But yeah, so the piece of music's terrific. I just like that. It was just for me. That's the best moment, and of course, you know, a lot of things in there are are great. You wouldn't have a good movie if none of them fit. The music fits mm. with it, uh, and then when you see the credits and it's Return of the Living Dead, and and it's all smeary and all oily and it's dripping <laughs> and everything, and they wake up and you're they're like coughing, they're spraying more lice all around. It's just like <laughs> you're poisoning yourselves more. You know, we got that stuff all over us, stupid asshole. Don't watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job. Like this job, think, think. <laughs> Perfect reactions, man. But, but of course, like I said, my most, my best moment is the opening. It's, yeah, it's the opening. Who, who wouldn't want to work with split dogs? <laughs> He's hitting it with a crutch. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But oh, dude. you and I can go on forever and ever about this movie, but our time is very limited. Just like the people <laughs> who are alive in this movie. True. True. <laughs> But we'll be back next time. We're going to be talking the best and the worst of The Thing. John Carpenter's Mm. The Thing. As we continue going through the best and the worst of the Friday the 13th franchise. And maybe with a special guest later on. But until then, as always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. (laughs) 